Tonight on SmackDown Live After Buzz TV After Show, we have nursery rhymes, we have coffee spilling, and apparently Goldberg. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What is up, everybody? We are live on AfterBuzzTV.com, the AfterBuzz TV YouTube page, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, you name it, we're on it. Like, subscribe, tell your friends and your foes about the world of AfterBuzz TV as we break down smack down live. What is up, everybody? I'm Christian Rosenberg. Gang is with me this week. First off, she is Miss Gabby Loren. Hey, hey. How's it going, everybody? How are you doing? I am doing great because I am back here with you all talking about SmackDown. All right. And Hello. next to you is one Tom Connolly. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> Such I think, energy. I, I thought you were energy energy I know, as always. I, know. I, th- I was trying to do that just to so anyone to hear you. All right, let me take a quick break to shout out everybody in our live chat. <laughs> we just started a show. We're going to take a break. Everyone. A break from these two and their nonsense. Shout people out. What's up, Joseph Boza, The Real YT, Kevin Salucci, Marie Annette, Legit Wrestling Page, Charlene again. Who else? We have Michael Blake, Dodgy Claire, and Dan, and so many more. Thank you guys so much for tuning in week after week and for being here live with us tonight. That's right. See, I was just saving my energy for later. <laughs> Foreshadowing, perhaps. Alright, well, let, let's go in and just kick off the show. So, we we start off with, with Kofi, mm-hmm. and we have lots of talk because this last week, I thought like, today, Kofi was still in Ghana. <laughs> I think he was there yesterday. Yeah, and and flew back <laughs> to make sure he was here on SmackDown. It was like just through the Twitter videos that were emerging and everything mm-hmm. like that. From this week that Kofi had in Ghana, going back to his home, like homeland where he grew, where he spent the very beginning of his childhood, mm-hmm. and he was treated like a freaking king. Yeah, he's was- like the biggest athlete out of Ghana, mm-hmm. arguably. <laughs> I mean that's how he was being treated, and it was it was really eye opening to see because we take this for granted with all the wrestlers and all the superstars that we see here all the time, we take it for granted. But then out there, the wrestlers don't go there very often, and the fact that he spent all that time amongst all the people, mm-hmm. it's just eye opening how much wrestling impacts people. Well, yes, and not only that, but I think it's something to say about WWE that they're one, if not the only company, that does so much work to get involved and give back. And that's something we see all the time with them. I think it's super important. I I find it valuable, and I love how they opened up the show with that. I think it was important to see... Kofi give back to a place where his roots are from and just to see those children and most of them are underprivileged and mm-hmm. he was able to put a smile on their face like that is the kind of material I want to see that is meaningful that is not garbage that we're seeing on WWE yeah. open the show yeah and it's just it's just a great thing to see him just be welcomed home like you know like the hero that he is like it just shows even in his promo saying like I got this you know, look at kids that grew up just like I did and tell them, like, you can be whatever you want to be. Like, if you think you, you know, you want to be a wrestler, be whatever you want to be. 
you can. Like, it's possible. Like, look, I achieved my dreams. You can do it, too. Yeah. And it's just such a great positive message. And I know for some people, like, listening to them, I think, oh, that's cheesy. Oh, if I can do it, so can you. But to people, there are people around mm-hmm. the world where that really does mean something. But I think it, I think it, people can say that's corny and cheesy, but if you ask anybody, even whatever they do, they're going to say they look up to someone in any industry that they want to get into. So they, even if they don't, that person doesn't say, like, oh, you can be whatever you want to be, like, it's... It's always a good message to hear, and it, and it's true for everyone. And and you're absolutely right. here. I'll, I'm I don't want to take too much time on this, but I'm going to share a quick story, which I don't think I've ever told you, Tom, and then mm. Gabby. I don't think I mentioned this to you either. How much I inspired you every day of my life. <laughs> but no, back when I was 21. So before I moved to California, before I was officially like quote-unquote officially in the wrestling industry, before mm-hmm. I started actually working shows, mm-hmm. I was in college and I was writing a column on various wrestling websites. This was back when I thought dirt sheets were cool. Mm-hmm. Then I got in the business and learned how terrible they are. Anyway, I would write a column about what my opinion, what's going on in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it was picked up by a bunch of sites. I went to WrestleMania 20 in New York, and I just had a big poster, because I didn't know any better, that all the poster was saying was promoting my column on like some random websites. Mm-hmm. And I got to the hotel where the wrestlers were staying. And there was this mob of people in the lobby area trying to get a glimpse of people as they were leaving to hop in the limos and the buses to go to Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Bunch of us waved. Some were f- with their camcorders. This was back then. <laughs> like, looking at everybody. But the only one that actually really came around to everyone was The Rock. And he was the last person. And he was going around actually posing for photos, signing autographs. And he came around to me and thankfully, I had a Sharpie with me, and I reached out the Sharpie with my poster, plugging my show or my column. It had nothing to do with The Rock. It was just plugging my column um, for him to sign. And he grabs a pen, just goes to sign it, and then pauses, reads it. He looks at me. He's like, what the hell is this? And I told him, like, oh, well, I write this column for wrestling websites because I follow it. So, you know, I want to, you know, try to get more involved in it. The Rock... <laughs> I was like, man, that's great. Keep it up. I'm sure you're going to you know, keep working hard on it, and you'll get there someday. I'm 21 years old. I'm, a, mm. I'm an adult. <laughs> that meant something to me. And look where you are now. I'm sitting here <laughs> with you two. No. <laughs> no, no. That I should mean, be a positive. You're, right. yeah. no, well, you're no. sitting here with two people that are on the level, a little notches <laughs> down from The Rock, okay? Exactly. Right. Seriousness, I get the opportunity to be on this podcast. It's listened to thousands upon thousands of people every week. Mm-hmm. I work in wrestling. I've gotten to interview people that millions of people around the world would dream of. Mm-hmm. And that little interaction I had with The Rock once upon a time, 15, 15 years ago, Jesus, 15 years ago now, mm-hmm. that meant something to me. Just like these interactions that Kofi had is going to mean something to, to some of these kids yeah. that he got to do this with. And- well, we even had people like Anissa Barr who would watch After Buzz and loved Kathy Kelly, for yeah. example. And she interned here and then has started to host her own shows. Mm. So she's been a part of After Buzz for so many years now. I think it's been at least like two years, I would say, yeah. since I met her. Yeah. So it's really true that I think if you have a passion and you have a drive to do something... You can do it. There's nothing that's impossible. You manifest your own destiny. So to have somebody 
to be in a, a position that you can idolize and, and they tell you some piece of, you know, motivation or advice, that could really yeah. mean the world and, to that And, and as simple, because, I mean, he could have just had the same spiel that he says to everybody, for all I know. But in that moment, it meant something to me, just like I'm sure he said someone else, someone else that meant something to them and so on, just like in this case with Kofi. So it's a beautiful thing, that, the, and especially with social media, for so many people now to be able to witness it as well. Yes, yeah. So this is one of the benefits of social media. There are a lot of negatives, but this is one of the benefits <laughs> of it. And I hope they do a special on the network or something. I do, too. This whole, I do, too. This whole trip. Like, you know, I think you should do like it's a chronicle, like yeah, like like his last from January to now. They should do that one of those all oh, the three sixty fives or something. Or that like. something, yeah. I bet you they are probably doing the three sixty five on him. Mm. Probably they probably started it, yeah. Which those are really good too. Uh, so so in the midst of this promo though, he gets interrupted by Ziggler. Ziggler again whining, saying this should have been, been me. Him. Should have been me. <laughs> and Kofi brings up a valid point in their history, trying to bring history into this match mm-hmm. that's just being thrown last minute. Um, well, Ziggler, you did beat me uh, to win the Intercontinental title. You did beat me to win the United States title. You're not going to beat me to win the WWE title. And this leads into a match with New Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. There's the bell. <laughs> Thank you, Josh in the booth, for that. Um, real fun matches we know all four of these guys can have. Trouble in Paradise gets the win for Kofi, but more importantly, the story is as soon as the match ends, Ziggler shows up, super kicks Kofi's head off, and then super kicks Xavier Woods' head off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a fun match between between them. I mean, I don't know. I kind of wish Xavier got pinned here because. I don't know Kevin Owens and but what, Zayn. But if I they're know, building getting, up to this super showdown, I know whatever I get what we're doing. You're trying to get Kofi the momentum and all that kind of stuff. I I'm fine with it, but I kind of wish either Ziggler would have cost him the match, and at least that way, if they would have lost, then it's yeah. like okay, Ziggler cost him the match. I just Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are just like floundering right now. It's, it's hard Zane, to watch. Sami, Sami Zayn has got to be up by, but like he's had these great matches with the champion, whether it's Raw SmackDown, like every week, mm-hmm. and just loses week after week after week. Yeah. But we've talked about this. It's most likely because they will not be going to the Super Showdown. Sure. And so once that's over and done with, the storyline's going to change, and we can Ziggler only hope. We can only hope out of the picture. I don't think Ziggler's going to be out of the picture because. Or at least he will fade out eventually. I also know, like, Ziggler's that type of guy where he's going into this match of being like, we are going to tear this place down, the two, like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, he's yes. going to be like, we're, we're doing whatever we can do to be the talked about show or match on this show because I want to stay in the title picture. Yeah. I don't want to be a, you know, flashing the band like, oh, because Kevin won't go to Saudi Arabia, I got to be in this match. Like, I want to be involved in this after this. Yeah. And I think he has a legitimate reason of why he wants, you know, why, you know, it should have been him, you know, all that kind of stuff. It might be interesting to see Alistair have a storyline with uh, Dolph Ziggler later on. 
That could work mm-hmm. too. Where, We've been like, talking about who he's going to feud with. Yeah, yeah they'll change storyline. Maybe mm-hmm. either he could go up against him, or maybe we could have the Firefly Funhouse with Bray Wyatt go against Alistair. <laughs> God, Firefly Funhouse this week was such an acid trip. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, they're building up to something because he keeps doing these promos, which we'll talk about. That he just wants someone to challenge him. So I'm just at the point, though. I don't. Wa- go? I'm just at the point. I don't want Bray Wyatt to ever show up on live TV. Yeah, I just either. want these every week. And me either. Like I think it's going to be. Really Ruin once he shows yeah. up on TV. I agree because there's nothing better than the Firefly Funhouse. Like, I don't even know if a match can compare. I know, like, it, it, but it's so creepy and it's like, perfect. It's like yes. a TV show. We're yeah. watching another show uh, in a show. Yes, I love it. Oh yeah. man, I hope he. I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. I don't think what the name of that song was. Muscle Man Flex or whatever. Oh, but one thing I do know is that we got the best damn fans and listeners on the planet. We do because they love. Hanging out with us in the live chat. They love leaving us comments on YouTube, talking to us on social media, leaving those comments on iTunes. You give those five stars. In fact, Tom's going to tell you more on how to do that to help make this show even better. It, as great as it is, it is possible to make it just a little better. Is it? I mean, it's hard to believe. <laughs> it is hard to believe. But we can definitely make it better. I know we can. I love the enthusiasm. Yes. So you guys got to make sure you subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, and then definitely give us five-star ratings if you're listening on iTunes, but don't do it while you're driving, because that's dangerous. Uh, and definitely leave us a comment to get in on the chat. Um, I know I saw someone already said I'm going to be raging later, and maybe I will, or maybe I won't. <laughs> you just got to tune in to see. Uh, but yeah, being a part of AfterBuzz meant so much to us. It's just so much fun to get here, here every week, talk about wrestling. Even if it's not the best show, we at least have fun doing it. It's hope, the best show, and I, you know, it seems like you You're guys have fun to listening to. It's the best show. Yes, well, uh, yeah. I mean, even if to... we're harsh critics, we yes. still love it at the end of the day. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, but yeah, but thank you guys for supporting us uh, in all we do here at AfterBuzz. All right. <laughs> and give it a thumbs up right now if you're watching live and you like what you're yeah, seeing. Exactly. Yes. The more you know. What Gabby said. <laughs> yeah. If you want to get on Gabby's good side, do that. You don't want to be on Gabby's bad side. Exactly. I've been there. Yeah. You might pretty. still be there. Oh. I, I, I probably, <laughs> I've pretty much, like, I'm renting a room on Gabby's bad side. I just, <laughs> you almost reserved yourself a closet because um, you weren't going to do Christian's closet tonight. I was thinking from time constraints, I might not have one, but I'll do a quick one just for you. We're not there yeah. yet, though. We're not there yet. You'll have to tune in. Stay Moment tuned. of bliss, though. We are at that. Love it. Bailey's the guest. Alexa's not on SmackDown. But she has her own interview segment this week. Fine. I can't. I I can't. Are we just going to go to it right now? No. Okay. A little bit, but not really. Like, why is Alexa's whole gimmick about coffee? (laughs) No, you sound like rage. Let's hit the rage music. It sounds like (sighs) you're raging. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes, Alexa's now high on caffeine all the damn time. But like, why? Why? Like, who thought this was a good idea? Well, we can talk about that when we talk about John Moxley later on. About who thought that this was a good idea? Well, I know who thought it was a good idea, and it's a dumb idea. Like, I don't get. Like, that's that's how you're gonna get heat. That's how you're gonna get people to boo you because you're waiting for your coffee to be brought out to you. I mean, and you get mad. And you get mad that your coffee gets spilled during a match. And bring a different mug. It wasn't during yeah. a match. No, she has she has her own mug now. Yeah. Oh, she does. And I'm sure it's selling well. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I, I saw it posted last week because, you know, let's let's beat that to death of like, oh, I have, I love coffee a lot. Yeah. That, and that's why I'm a bad guy. Merch. I'm a bad guy because I had to wait for my coffee. 
Well, she's just being like that demanding diva that, and I don't mean diva as in WWE diva. I mean a no, diva yeah. in general terms. Like she is acting like a Mariah Carey behind the scenes. Like, and, yeah. give me what I need now because I'm Alexa Bliss. But also, <laughs> she turned face last night on the show. Yes, yes and now she did. she's back to being a heel. Yep. On this show. Yep. Who writes this crap? <laughs> Literally, like, no, um, nobody. That's I guess what's not. happening. Yeah, <laughs> there's no one like that. I don't. Why did you make her go against the Iconics last night and then tonight? Now she's being a heel against um, Bailey. Well, yeah. I th- like I thought, like it was gonna be like, oh, this is gonna be. I really thought this was gonna lead to a tag match of her and Bailey against Charlotte and someone else. Sure, uh, 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 I but, know where exactly where this is leading. I, I have a feeling she's gonna be WWE champion soon. Yeah, well, <sighs> yeah, because I mean, you know, For she's SmackDown. She she's talking about how she did what Bailey did, only better. Bailey's getting annoyed. She knocks the coffee away. Out comes Carmella. Being, um, I did all this too, and Charlotte comes out. Who apparently is like dating Shane McMahon now, um, which is kind of what the story is. It almost sounds hey, like I, it's like I, I want to spend time with Shane McMahon. I want to say this in defense of Charlotte. She looks very happy in all of her pictures that she posted with Andrade. Yes, she so does. Very happy for her. Yes, yes. Like good for her. But apparently, SmackDown almost sounds but. like she's dating Shane. And she's like, Shane got me a match. It's no, going to be a triple threat match. That's yeah. her kissing up to the boss. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I'm joking. Doesn't mean she's in a romantic but, relationship. But we're going to have we're going to have a triple threat match for a number one contender um, between me, Carmella, and Alexa. And I'm forgetting. Did that happen right after that, or did it happen yeah, later on? It went it right, right into after. It, yeah. Right into that. So then we have the match. Mandy and Sonya show up. Mm-hmm. They're standing ringside because they're starting that thing with Mandy and Carmella, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm cool with that. Carmella looks like she's about to get the upper hand. Mandy and Sonya distract. Alexa hits her DDT, and Alexa Bliss, Raw superstar, is the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Ridiculous. The first five minutes of this match were. I first I was like, this is, this may be, one the worst women's match of the year so far. What? I, at first, Uh-oh. the first five Uh-oh. minutes I thought Uh-oh. were were just sloppy. I felt like they were just going with the you know waiting on the cue of the other person. Like, I'm Car- Charlotte stands up and then Carmella stands there and then waits for her to turn around like for like ten seconds. Just kick her. Like, why Why are you waiting? Like, I'll tell you what happened. Alexa and, Bliss is rusty because she'd been out for a while. Yeah, but the other two should be fine when they're working together. <laughs> they work out shows together all well, the time. When one person is, like, falling off mm. the bandwagon, I feel like it's a domino effect. But but I will say, yeah. this was actually one of my favorite matches tonight. I, it got better towards the end. I will okay. say, it got better. I'm this isn't a rage. But at first, I, I'll rage it about the end of the match because it was... Ridiculous that two now, rages in one night. Yeah, well, why is <laughs> why is someone on Raw now getting a shot? Well, first off, well this this Ziggler is on, a rage on Raw as well. Is and he? he's getting a, yeah. I don't know. Is yeah. he a Raw superstar? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I don't know who's on what show anymore. Yeah, but why? When you have Ember, you have the Iconics, you have Sonya, you have Mandy, you have Oscar, you have Kyrie Sane, you have Ma- Mickey James. We have options. Yeah. I just named we have, seven. We have Liv Morgan, who's, I, who Liv is Morgan, still employed. Nine people, <laughs> and adding Carmella and Charlotte, that's 11 other people that are on this show, 11 other women that are on this show that are non-existent. Like, I like Alexa Bliss, but I'm over Like, Alexa Bliss is becoming, like, Charlotte 2.0. 
even more than Lacey of the fact that once she's like cleared to wrestle, they're like put her in a title picture, put her in a title picture. I, it's annoying. I I am also really really annoyed by this because you have a wild card rule of some x amount of people each show. Oh, yeah. We're talking about how much we don't like it that. Yeah. But now we're at the point where you can just compete for each other's titles. It makes no so, sense. So so let's just say Alexa Bliss wins that title. Let's just say that mm. happens. Does that mean Alexa Bliss is now officially a SmackDown superstar? Or does Alexa Bliss bring the SmackDown title to Monday Night Raw? Which would make no sense. It's stupid. It's yeah, just either dumb. way, like, it's dumb. Like, no. it, it, the problem is it's dumb because it's it's the it's them writing themselves into a corner every freaking week anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're gonna do it this way. Oh, but that's stupid. It makes no sense. And now we gotta run our way out of Your it. Your foreheads are getting red while raging. This is adorable. <laughs> I don't know if that's what's gonna happen. I think that they're just. But I don't care if she doesn't win. It's the fact that there's eleven other women that are on SmackDown each and every week, or not even on the show, that should get a title shot. Oh, they have Lana too. Hey, guess what? Alexa, go to Raw. Where's Bruce have been? Yeah. yeah. Go well, to Raw and fight guys, Becky. Because I, I don't want to see her fight, fight Lacey. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt I know, you're fine. Go well, ahead, you I go. mean, you're raging. That's fine. <laughs> we can't interrupt the rages. I interrupted I you twice, you so I didn't mean... Go I, I kind of interrupted you. <laughs> but it's all good. Um, we're friends. <laughs> so, essentially, I feel like I really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, I know there were some sloppy parts in the, in the women's match tonight. But I like the storyline with Alexa getting more involved. I think uh, come... The time where we get closer to that Fox premiere, they're going to have clear-cut lines of who's on what roster. We can only no hope. Way. We can and only I hope. I think for SummerSlam, it will be more of a, you know, maybe Alexa Bliss gets that title. And that way she can ride on the Fox train to, like, kick off SmackDown I got, in its I got no home. problem if she's on SmackDown. Just pick a damn show. Yeah. But I, I agree with you guys, but I think that that's what's happening. Maybe maybe the deal with Fox is confusing WWE because maybe they're requesting certain things. Maybe they're asking for them to kind of like mix everybody up and see what the chemistry is like with storylines. And maybe Fox horrible, is though. going to like have some sort of say. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just guessing because mm-hmm. they are the network broadcasting. So I'm sure that they have some pull somewhere and are trying to, you know... Nudge in, like, this is what we want, this is what we want. Just from my own experience from when, like, I worked with WoW and then WoW signed with um, Access. Mm -hmm. Like, Access did try to get involved a lot. However, David McLean still has creative control. So, at the end of the day, it's his decision, not anybody else's. But that doesn't mean that Access wasn't trying to, like, say, this is what we want and trying to overrule what David wanted. But I, I get that and I understand that. But I just think it's ridiculous that we're not there yet. And they're trying to do this when it's like, well, let's just have some clear cut rules and let's get rid of this stupid wild card. If you want Roman Reigns on both shows, then either just say there's no brand split at all because that's exactly what you're doing right now anyway. Like, I'm sick of Charlotte being on both shows. Yeah. I'm sick of Reigns being on both I'm shows. I'm sick of Zane being as much as I love Zane. I yeah. don't like him being on every show, well, too. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, he comes on every show and just loses, so who cares? Like, his storyline's <laughs> pointless. And and where we're going next, we have a Lumberjack match for the 24-7 title, mm. and we have a bunch of people from Raw that showed it was up. Who, so, it was whoever was left that didn't get on the plane yet to yeah. go. <laughs> Can we talk about this for a sec, though? Yeah. What's the point of a 24-7 title? Like, why would you even want that thing when you have every man? <laughs> on the 
roster vying for it. Because, and you can't even be seen in public with the Because you will be in the history books as being a champion but, in WWE. But why? I want to win a 24-7 title. I have an idea. Okay. What if you just leave that title at home and show up to work and then can you still be challenged if yeah, it's not there? Of course. Yeah. yeah, you're still champ. It doesn't matter. Then you have to FedEx the title. Yeah. What if you admit to going crazy and say, I am not the champion and I don't know where the title is? That'd be fun. Then you forfeited That'd the title. That would be a great storyline. Then you forfeited the title. <laughs> no, it's just it's just a way of avoiding a match. I mean, well, I'll admit, the truth coming out on that table was very funny on Raw. Well, Mrs. Uh, R pulled the table out and he was lying on it. Like, uh, well, I mean, did not expect to see that. And I, I and I did, and I did partially, partially. Like over the weekend, they had a video on the YouTube page. Mm-hmm. This is what the twenty four seven title should be designed for. Yeah, Truth and Carmella are on a golf course. Jinder shows up, beats Truth, and then Truth rolls up, beats him, and then races away on a golf cart. I, Why Jinder was in his full gear on a golf course, I don't know. He's in the but, full gear challenge, I guess. Yeah. I want to uh, bring <laughs> up something. Two weeks ago, but okay. <laughs> Somebody in the chat will star Drew says a woman can win the twenty four seven title. Yes, exactly. However, where are the women? Do they they don't care about this title? Yeah, why is it Carmella it has trying not to been be a storyline about yet. the women? The, and th- and this is why. I mean, I was partially joking, saying like, like I want to win the twenty four seven title because they could have a production guy, someone in the back in some segment. Win the twenty four seven title. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of it. That anyone can win this yeah. at any time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't get why Carmella's like not trying, not trying to, to win. I know that's what I thought the whole like, scheme was. Like, I'm waiting for it. Like, I thought when I guess it was was the last name when she kicked Drake Maverick or whatever. I was like, oh, this is you know she's gonna turn on him and try to win the belt herself. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they're like, this is open to every show NXT. You know. Uh, NXT UK, mm-hmm. 205 Live. Like, I I get we're still in the very beginning of this with R-Truth having it, but can we at least see, like, it move, like, it move to the other shows without him being there? Over under five people win the title in the Saudi Arabia show. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, over, over. Yeah, I think yeah. over. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're going to try to pin um, him in the in the Battle Royal, probably. probably they'll probably do but that. But you think it will be Elias again? No, well, uh, who knows? But, but <laughs> Elias won the title after the match went less than a minute, and then the lumberjacks yeah, go and everyone brawls. But then also Elias then crawls. Our <laughs> truth finds him. They ch- truth chases Elias under the ring and under the ring where no one can see anything. Mm. The ref apparently counts to three, and Truth regains the title for now a fourth time. And I just I hate that these matches are so short. Like they're not doing it. You're like they're like it, this is like watch, this is like a divas match yes. from 2012. They punch him once and then they pin him. Mm-hmm. Like, but yet these guys. Jinder is a former WWE champion. Yes, and now he's losing on a golf course with a roll with up. a roll up. Of all things, nothing. Like at least, like hit him with the golf club. Do something. Like at least that was what made the the hardcore title at least more interesting because they were hitting him with trash cans or doing something where like okay, I can legitimately see like if I get hit in the head with a trash can, I'm not going to be able to kick out of a pin right. in the middle of nowhere. Right. But if he's you know. Hit, punching me in the stomach, and I go down and he pins Someone's me. Someone's in his eyes, clearly. Yeah, like, what a waste. I don't know. It just makes everyone look so weak. <laughs> like, how am I ever supposed to take Elias, you know, seriously? Not that I do anymore now, but... Well, 
that well, he won under the ring. Well, 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 some, well, <laughs> well, someone that does want to be taken seriously is Aleister Black, because mm-hmm. we have another problem from him wondering why no one was accepting my open challenge I issued last week. And he thinks he he understands pretty much that everyone's afraid of him, and I'm not exactly your daddy's WWE. I almost felt like that was some weird shot at Shane. I thought it was for Orton. No, I felt like oh. it was a it was a Shane type okay. of deal. I yeah. didn't think of Orton, mm-hmm. but that one mm-hmm. would make sense too. Yeah. Um, but so something's gonna give. Someone mm-hmm. in the next week or two is finally gonna open step that door. Up. Yeah, <laughs> open that door. Let Elias. That's why we haven't seen Elias. He's been trapped in some room that there happens right. to be a camera in. I think Gabby's right. I think Bray has him. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Bray doesn't have a storyline with anyone yet, mm. so it would make sense. Yeah. Uh, Shane McMahon, he's got the Revival with him. He's talking about he's going to beat Roman. Roman shows up. I'm just happy the Revival are actually on SmackDown. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Roman shows up, knocks out the Revival. McIntyre, they might as well be the, the B yeah. team. McIntyre <laughs> then shows up. They all gang up, beat down Roman, and that's that. that. I mean, that Claymore was... Awesome. The looking. Claymore is always awesome. <laughs> he nails I the did, Claymore. I, did not, I was like, whoa, I did not see him coming. So that was at least cool. But, I mean, do you think Shane wins? <laughs> in, in Saudi Arabia, no. But it will lead to the rematch on a, on wherever the next pay-per-view is. And Shane no, it's will already probably announced. win. It's already Drew and Roman at Stomping Ground. Well, Shane's probably going to help. Shane will be involved somehow. Or... Shane wins, and that storyline ends. Oh, God, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. It's a prediction. I think Shane wins. Oh, God, he's probably going to. <laughs> I mean, that's where, I, that's I, where I, he became I best in the world. It, I said it a he's got to keep ago. it up there. I said it a few weeks ago. Shane is going to end in Pro Wrestling Illustrated's top ten wrestlers of 2019. Based on his win-loss record, mm-hmm. he's going to be one of the top wrestlers <laughs> in the world this year at age... How old is he? He's around 50. 49, 49, 50? Yeah, not 59, like 49, I think. And he's not a regular wrestler. You wouldn't know. No, clearly not. <laughs> Lars Sullivan, the first exclusive interview with Lars Sullivan. Kayla Braxton is terrified. She did, she, did really, she did really well, I thought. I, I well, agree. I, I think Kayla was as well. Mm-hmm. I think I think Kayla is fantastic. Um, she, uh, crowd before Lars even starts... Is chanting boring. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good way to start it. Yeah, it's a great start to the promo. Uh, Kayla asks him, you know, um, what drives someone like you? Would you ever ask a nightingale why they sing their sweet song? Yes, I imagine Lars Sullivan will talk about nightingales. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been called a freak my entire life, and and then he ends with a nursery rhyme: three blind right, three blind blah blah, blah three blind mice. <laughs> Watch how they run. Watch how they're caught. Watch how their tails are ripped apart with my bare hands. And the beautiful portrait is painted with their bodily fluids. And that's a nice nursery rhyme. Yeah, he's creepy. Really creepy. <laughs> Did we like this? I don't I don't know. I want I to like Lars. I know. It's just I hard. want to like him. I liked it. Promos mm. like this don't make me want to like him. Well, I... It's not that I like who he is and think he's like a moral great person. Obviously, <laughs> that's, I, think, I think that's yeah. very hard for me. To, I, mean, I mean, to to get on board. I mean, I mean for really? the yeah for the script. I, it's for, never hard for me to get on board with a heel. No, for the I script mean, that he was given, he did a good job with it. Yeah, you guys didn't like it. 
You have this monster talking about nightingales. Well, some of it's a... I mean, if you're going to depict every little line in it, but I think overall it was like a great promo. I mean, he's 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 better than both. For what it was worth, he did good at the delivery. Mm -hmm. He did, absolutely. I just hated the the verbiage. Mm To me, what what did this have to do with his match against the Lucha House Party? I think essentially he just Mm -hmm. had to get to the point that, like, a lion eats its prey. You don't Mm -hmm. ask these questions. Like, he had to get to that and build up to it. So he said some ridiculous line right before that. But I Mm -hmm. think that made sense. I mean, what did you guys think in the chat roll? Let us know your thoughts, too. Yeah, I mean, I think that part, like, what he said made sense of, like, he doesn't care. Like, he's just going to destroy everyone. Sure. That part's fine. But I mean, what's what makes him different? Like, but then it's like, is freak a good word for him or a bad word for him? It's a trigger word for him because clearly, when Kayla said it, mm-hmm. she was very hesitant and scared, right. mm-hmm. and he kind of like you can tell but, it bothers him. But, 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 but then he, he called himself a freak yeah, of nature, exactly he's defining himself by his past. But but I also, which isn't a positive. So he's but he's triggered by it to become. The beast and freak that he is, but I, but I also feel like he sh- he didn't show enough rage or up- someone could teach him exactly. that. Like he didn't he didn't up his intensity after. Like he did a little bit, but not as much as you would think. Where it's like, like if someone calls like that you word. a freak, then you should snap. But also like <laughs> you can't. He's be not like, going to snap on Kayla. Well, no, no but, but I mean, like start yelling. Yeah. Or you're running around the ring. But, Obviously, he's not going to put his hands on. Kayla, but also, you but. can't. You you can't <laughs> yelling and running around the ring. I can't see that. <laughs> yeah. but, he, but, he get, but he can get mad at that word. But yet, that's how they describe him. Yeah. Like so, Michael Cole would be dead by now because he's called him the freak every yeah. time he's come out there. Like, so I don't know. It's like I it almost be like, don't call me that, and that's how you get you know sure. people calling you that to where he wants to snap. Yeah. It's not like oh, I don't like that word. But I'm going to call myself that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andrade versus Apollo Cruz. This match never happens because Andrade attacks Apollo before the match starts. Then Balor then runs out. They brawl for a little bit, but Andrade gets the upper hand of him. But the more important thing out of all this is this is where Christian's closet comes in this week. You, you so mm, such a damn good song. Good <laughs> Zelina Vega with the. Like brownish snakeskin body length jacket, along with the black crop top, black leather pants. I mean, she always looks great. There's no denying that. But this was almost like I'm I'm conducting business while going out on the town night. <laughs> That's how I took this. <laughs> Gabby's looking at me like, "What the hell are you talking about?" No, but, I'm just listening. The you? way you describe the snakeskin jacket. Yeah, I was thinking about it. It's funny listening to boys describe a fashion item. I know you have Christian's <laughs> closet, but it's funny. The, the people want it. to know my fashion input. I have a shirt and everything. Do you guys want to know the true fashion terms behind everything she wore? Nope. Yes. <laughs> it was a duster jacket with a crop top. Okay. And, and leather pants. And leather pants. So I, I was one out of three. In baseball, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty awesome though. I thought she looked beautiful in her makeup and everything. Oh yes. Should all go in Christian's closet. The makeup too. I, I won't know what to do with makeup in the closet, but <laughs> Are you sure? 
No, this is all natural. I've seen you at your wrestling shows. You got makeup on. I don't know what you're possibly talking about. I don't know if D Evil would ever wear makeup. <laughs> Oh, by, no. by the way, side note, I took over a literal dog at the last Wrestling Pro Wrestling show. That's that is not a genius. It was, uh, Twitch.tv slash Wrestling Pro Wrestling will be up on Thursday. Poor dog. It's insane. Anyway, <laughs> all right, that's Christmas Closet for this week. Um, show ends with Goldberg. That's the first time in the history of SmackDown you could say that. That was fun. Was it? I liked it. <laughs> it was fun to see Goldberg come out with all the security guards again, and I don't know, I love his entrance, he's such a badass. I mean, he, he's somebody who's like been waiting him. over 20 years to experience what it'd be like to be in the ring with The Undertaker, and don't worry, Taker, you're not getting family man, Goldberg, I left his ass at home, you're next, let's go out, gong hits, Undertaker shows up, they have a stare down, like, okay, well, this is surprising they're doing this mm-hmm. on SmackDown. Lights out again, lights back up, Taker's gone, Goldberg's laughing. And... <sighs> Again, this is one of those matches that is just, like, so many people, yeah. Oh, it's cool to see Goldberg and Undertaker in the same ring at the same time. There's no story behind it. It's thrown out there. Both of these guys are retired. Mm-hmm. There's no point for this match. But that's what Saudi Arabia <laughs> wants, and that's what they're going to get. What do you think? Less than three minutes? Or over three minutes, this match? Entrance is longer than the, the match? And en- <laughs> I was just going to say, both entrances combined will be longer than the actual match mm-hmm. itself. If this match goes beyond five minutes, I feel terrible for both of them. Because they're going to be so winded, so exhausted. How do you end this match, though? Um, you you end it with... Um, Taker. Double pin. Yes. <laughs> uh, go, or Taker will be up for the jackhammer. He will counter it into a tombstone. <laughs> how? I have no idea. But that's how they'll do it. All right. But that's... That's all that stuff. We got to get in the wrestling rap. We're running out of time. We need some wrestling rap. Gabby, hit us with some wrestling rap. The best part of our SmackDown Live recap is wrestling rap, and I have it here for you today. So we've all talked about this uh, through Twitter. I know a lot of you guys that watch our show tweet at us, let us know what's going on. And we were all uh, able to listen to the John Moxley podcast on Talk is Jericho, the Emancipation of John Moxley. Um, so let's talk about this because a lot happened. So pretty much on this hour and a half almost podcast, John Moxley opens up about his experience in his last moments with WWE, the last month, few months of his contract, um, and how it was just not a great experience. He was constantly given material that he wasn't thinking that he left. He wasn't feeling. And he felt like he it was sucked. given, yeah, terrible <laughs> material without saying, like, bad words. Yeah, it sucked, I guess. And he just, he didn't identify with the character, with the writing. He didn't understand who was even writing the garbage he was given. Then when he would approach Vince McMahon about these things, Vince McMahon would act like he understood and listened, but would also say, no, this is great. You have to do it. And John Moxley pretty much said that every week he would show up to the show feeling nauseous and sick to his stomach because he hated what he was doing and he was extremely embarrassed. So he was just counting down the days until this contract was up and he can get out. And he also, to our point of what we said on AfterBuzz with that promo video for AEW, mm-hmm. filmed that on his own dime with yep. a director that he's worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess previously also worked at WWE, I think. No, he was a hardcore yeah. indie guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he worked yeah. in the wrestling business. Yeah, yeah. Know? So anyways, um, John Moxley worked with him to create this promo video on his own dime. And to our point that we said on After Buzz, it was kind of like him breaking free. And he really wanted mm-hmm. to do something that spoke to his 
you know, new journey and what he had been going through and where he's going now in the future. Um, and so since then, Fightful published a story about it and said they spoke to a bunch of wrestlers and employees at WWE. And there are so many people that feel the same way as John Moxley and that they are counting down the days until their contracts are up because they... Like, multiple people are saying that they feel nauseous as well showing up to work because they are so unhappy with their stories and creative and everything that's going on. Tom, why don't you start with this one? I mean, listening to this, <laughs> my stomach hurt. Hearing, <laughs> like, like I, I felt his, you know, the like, just the pain he felt of, like, ah, oh, and then, you know, go back in and we're going to talk about this. And I still get, you know, the runaround and, like, Oh, but oh, we got to make sure we take this line out because if this line's in, oh, he's gonna love this poop joke, blah blah blah. Yeah, the poop scoopers. Yeah, like, and you're like, oh my gosh, like, it's, it's, sad, almost like sad to hear it because you're just like, what the hell is going on there? Like, what? Like, I, I get it that there needs to be a boss. Yeah. At a, at a place where it's like, all right, it's got to go through and be be funneled through because not everything is going to be gold but they were throwing him turds and he mm-hmm. was trying to make Literally. trying to polish a yeah. turd yeah. and i mean as he said you know hey you're gonna make me take a shot with this long syringe and i don't i want to be serious i don't want it to be funny mm-hmm. i'm gonna make it as real as i can get it to be or how i want it to be but there's there's not that, that much you can do about it. Well, didn't there, he also say that he wasn't able to make anything... Like, he wasn't able to work with the script at all in his own course. words. They were very in control creatively. Yeah. Which, the which they've were, always been. And he, he even said in this interview, like... WWE needs to hire actors than not wrestlers because I'm not able to do my craft. Mm-hmm. So, continue. So, so there, I'm, I'm taking two different sides to this. So the first the first side is going to be the devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. We're in that everyone everyone does always get caught up in these shoot interviews when people leave WWE um, when they say negative things or things that you know open your mind in regards to when you hear all these you do have to think when you go on Yelp if you personally go on Yelp are you going on to write a good review or a bad review? Um, most, it, most. No. Hold on, hold on. I'm playing both sides here. I would me, go to Yelp, maybe like okay. Glassdoor for business and corporate jobs okay. and stuff like that. You're missing my point here. Yeah, but you're, he's trying to say like as far most as people most people go, about a place. go on there to to write okay. something bad and not good. Oh, it's a it's a fact. not true because okay. people get paid by Yelp and other businesses to do Yelp reviews. All right, we have three minutes. Please let me say my Glassdoor. <laughs> so I have nothing to do with Glassdoor. This time, about services that you receive from places. Most people go on to service displeasure than their pleasure on them. More people will read the negative reason to positive. Now, companies try to overshadow those because you're not supposed to do personal by name, blah, blah, blah. So, in the midst of this, we hear and we talk about the negative ones, yet, obviously, there are so many more people with such longevity and long-term careers in WWE that only say positive things. That said... There have been multiple people over time that have said similar things to what Moxley said. Mm-hmm. And this one, for whatever reason, seems to stick out even more than all those others. Jericho said the same thing. Ricardo Rodriguez said the same thing. Cody Rhodes said the same thing. But for some reason, this one's sticking out more. And it's striking more. And again, like you were saying, Gabby, more people are bringing up the point where 
more wrestlers and thanks to social media and everything are expressing this and more people Maria Canellis and Mike Canellis tweeted three weeks to our contracts up like they tweeted that out publicly who knows whether it is or not it's still being conveyed Mm -hmm. out there yeah and that wouldn't be if we didn't have this this is this is going to create a massive spiral a downward spiral to to an extent of people leaving yeah but and be more people expressing that they want to leave. Yeah, and it's also a thing of um, just as you hear these things come out, like if you're if you are a stockholder in this company, mm-hmm. a shareholder or whatever, like this doesn't bode well for you. Like this this wouldn't be. I wouldn't go. Oh wow, let me go buy more stock in this company. Sure. Like. And also, like, why does it always... I get that Vince is in charge and he's always been in charge, but there's other people there that work there and that are in charge where it's, like, Shane or Stephanie or Triple H. Like, are they... I mean, granted, are they just going to have to pry everything from his hands? Which I think they have to, but if you have this many people at a company that are unhappy, like... It's 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 reflecting in the show. It's reflecting in everything that we see. We literally have talked about SmackDown for how many years now? And we were like, SmackDown's the A show. It's been so good. It's been so good. They do this stupid one rule, and everything goes everything out. Falls and, and we're apart. like, we're like, we I don't. We were like, oh, SmackDown was not good tonight. We we went like four weeks with SmackDown not being good. Yeah, like. There's got to be a reason to fix it and, and, and change we're, it. We're, we're going to have to talk more and more about that. We've got to get ready to wrap up. But do you yeah. have an Owens thing real quick? Yeah, so there's a lot more to say about that. But just leave your comments yes. for us to look at. We'll talk about it next week. Um, outside of the stomping grounds that we already know about, June 23rd, first ever in Tacoma, Kevin Owens also recalled his universal title loss to Goldberg. And other WWE superstars predicted what they thought is going to happen between Undertaker versus Goldberg. But Kevin Owens said this specifically in it was reported by um, Mandatory.com. So he had said, I just couldn't stand WCW, and if anybody was a red flag bearer for WCW, it was Goldberg. I can safely say that the only reason Goldberg was victorious in our match was that I was distracted. So he gave a Goldberg a little piece of his mind from a previous title match he had with him, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to bring that up because we all know we have to end on Kevin Owens for that, that, That's the rule. That's what we gotta do yes. as we wrap this up, and you could keep talking about us because obviously we can talk about the Moxley thing for the entire episode yeah. if we wanted Yeah, there's to. so much to say. There's we so can talk about it again next week. Yeah, we, we certainly can. I'm sure more news will break out over the next week about yeah. it, too. Um, in the meantime, Tom Connolly, how can people reach out to you? Uh, you can find me Twitter, Instagram, Tom the Com. Check out my Etsy store, Connolly Central, and also Connolly Central on Twitter Instagram. Get those rings. Gabby! You guys can catch me on Instagram or Twitter at Gabby Loren TV. Please reach out and say, hey, what's up? Give it a follow. And also, I'll be on Shein on Thursday selling more women's clothing at a discount with free shipping. So tune in to that. And follow me on Twitter at Rosenberg Instagram, TheWareRosenberg, PersonTees.com, slash Christian Rosenberg. Um, I'm going to be hanging out in Las Vegas this weekend at the World Series of Poker. If you're around the Rio, come by, find me, say hi. We can even take a picture and stuff. And for all the other AfterBuzz TV news, you can also follow me on Twitter at AfterBuzz TV. Thanks so much for tuning in. For Tom Connolly, Gabby Loran, I'm Christian Rosenberg. We'll see you later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. 
Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.